The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to the Voice. This is a search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and in this podcast, we're going to discuss the hottest topics in the ever-changing world of search engine optimization. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is both a world-renowned SEO strategist and the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. Today, we're going to talk about Google's latest algorithmic update. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. So, Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Yep, buckle up. This is going to be an interesting topic. You know, we pulled some strings, and right as we decided to launch our podcast, uh, we talked Google into doing an algorithm change, so we would have something to talk about. It's nice of them to listen to us, right? Uh, it's a perfect timing, I guess. So, I guess, uh, you know, uh, we didn't have any other more important topics to cover, so why not go Google change? So it's the time where SEOs uh, get to prove their mettle and show how they can deal with the changing landscape of Google uh, with their algorithm change. And my understanding is this algorithm change hasn't finished. So tell me first off, uh, you know, what has happened? What is the update and how far into it are we? Uh, basically, we're about two to three weeks already into this um, change. Uh, one of the biggest things that that Google has done over the past two to three years now is when they roll out their updates, they don't do a, a kind of a, a, an unveiling and there's basically one or two days where, where everyone takes a, a pretty big hit. Um, they've been more kind of systematic, uh, and, and in their approach, either looking at very specific, um, categories or, or topics and, and slowly rolling out the update. 
And so we've been seeing this update since the 1st of August. Uh, it was uh, announced on the 1st of August. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some things going on prior to that. Often Google will test into it into an update. So sometimes you see volatility the, the few weeks prior to, to the update. And now we're about three weeks into to this update. So it's not like an earthquake with aftershocks anymore. Now it's just a series of small rumblings in very specific areas that span over a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, in those uh, span of weeks, there can be certain categories or industries that uh, you know feel the blow more than others. Right. Right. So let's let's talk broadly. Um, I've heard that this is a broad core update. What does that mean and, and what was actually changed? So for the industry, for the Google uh, kind of search industry, a broad core update is uh, looking at a, a, a specific set of criteria. Um, typically what you're looking at in a broad core update is page quality or content quality type metrics. Uh, Jordan, I've heard that there's two acronyms being thrown around about how Google has updated their algorithm, YMYL and EAT, E-A-T. Um, YMYL is your money, your life, and EAT is expert authority and trust. Uh, can you tell me what those two things mean and how they were impacted? Let's start with the YMYL, your money, your life. What does that mean and how has it changed? So YMYL is directly looking at prioritizing certain content that ultimately creates the best um, experience for the consumer or the user. The simplest example here is prioritizing, say, the login page for a bank when you do a search for the bank and say login. So, you know, Bank of America login. So Google's going to say, hey, you know what, we should probably put the login page as the first result instead of the home page, right? And so, what Google is trying to do there is create the most fluid, the most um, simplistic experience for the user to get to get to their to their happy place, right? To get to what makes them most happy. Hence, your money, your life is is the acronym YMYL. Um, what Google is is doing here is they're they're understanding what web page content has on it and what is the main source of content. What is the main uh, objective of that particular page, and how do I position that amongst all the other potential results that we could show? Okay, so if I had to recap what I'm hearing in layman's terms, essentially Google is changing the prioritization of the types of pages that they are either showing first or they're ranking. They're reshuffling what is the page classification that should show up for some experiences. Correct. That is right. Okay. Now, let's talk about the the second acronym, which is EAT, Expert, Authority, and Trust. What does that mean, and how has it changed in this algorithm update? So EAT uh, is a slightly different um, take, as EAT is really focused on quality metrics. So quality ratings are more around, a lot more subjective, at least in my opinion, <laughs> this can be debated, but it's much more subjective in the sense that Google is, is trying to determine what are true quality metrics. And so, for example, um, you know, is there an expert 
that is denoted in this particular piece of content? Can we determine who that expert is and be more comfortable with that, the ranking of that content because we know that this expert has published this? So essentially for things like professional services, finance, um, other industries that are similar, Google is reprioritizing what content is shown at the top because it's reassessing what they consider to be the most valuable piece of content. Give me an example of the type of industry where the expert authority and trust balance has been changed. Is this like, you know, let's say mommy blogs, for example, maybe somebody with a little less domain authority is being reprioritized because they're opinion is worth just as much as somebody who's a professional blogger? Or where does this actually have an impact? So some of the areas where this can have a a bigger impact are are categories like, say, finance, uh, travel, uh, business, where uh, Google is looking at the the reputation and uh, making a decision on whether the reputation of the, the author or the publisher of that particular content has a, a higher or lower standing within within the rankings, and what ultimately um, does Google determine to be the higher quality piece of content? Uh, and that that is a slightly different position than say the uh, Your Money Your Life, where they're trying to understand what is the main source of content and how does that main source of content um, uh, represent say, supplemental pieces of content or, say, advertisers or other parts of the content. And so I think that that's a really important piece of distinguishing these two things because oftentimes I think people combine the two of them together. But one is really about the structure and how that structure delivers a good experience, while the other, EAT, is about the quality and what is the highest quality, most useful quality um, uh, metrics that Google wants to use to determine a ranking. Okay, so essentially the EAT acronym, Expert Authority and Trust, is Google changing what content is considered to be a quality piece of content? It's exactly what it is. It is Google's way of determining what is the highest quality piece of content. Okay, um, so let's just, if I had to summarize the difference between YML and EAT, Essentially, one is changing the page types that are showing up first for specific experiences, and that's YMYL. And the EAT, Expert Authority and Trust acronym, is changes to what is considered quality content. Bingo. Okay, great. I, I think I get it. Now, let's talk about who has been affected by this algorithm. Who do we know that's been helped by the change? Who's been hurt? Are there specific industries, specific brands? What's what's the lay of the land look like? So the overwhelming majority of the shift um, that we've noticed so far, because remember, this is still kind of rolling out, um, but the biggest um, disruption really happened around the collective of um, medical uh, websites, medical healthcare um, websites that provide information, say, on uh, medical advice, right? Like a, like a WebMD. Or even more specifically, they provide um, uh, healthcare provider information like um, doctor ratings or or, or certain um, uh, uh, ratings on on particular practices or or, or or groups. And so this 
this has been where the majority of, of the disruption has happened. We actually wrote an article in the early August, on August 7th, um, highlighting some of this fluctuation in, in websites like, say, Mayo Clinic um, and, and other medical-type um, type websites like Everyday Health and others. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So the disruption has been primarily focused in health, wellness, um, and they're, they're sort of rebalancing what is considered a, a good health practitioner. Right, and, and again, part of this is both the YMYL um, repositioning. So Google kind of saying, well, actually what's really important when people are searching for this is this form of content or this kind of content um, versus the the eat situation, which is whether or not this is an, an, a, a trustworthy or high quality you know, piece of content. Yeah, the YMYL is deciding whether they should show the Yelp reviews for a doctor as opposed to the doctor's homepage. And the EAT acronym is basically should they show WebMD or the Mayo Clinic? Yep, yep. Got it, okay. Um, anybody else that's been affected that you've noticed by this uh, algorithm change? Uh, the, other, the other two big categories, and, and this is obviously just more of a blanket uh, statement, is uh, around like the um, uh, uh, business, finance, uh, as a collective group. And then there has been some uh, repositioning around e-commerce and, and the commerce players, uh, the big guys in particular, uh, the Amazons of the world, the Ebays of the world, uh, saw some, some, some shift here. A lot of that shift, though, in particular when it comes to the, the big brands like the Amazons and the Ebays of the world, is in what we would consider uh, non-brand non branded search queries. And this is a very, very interesting topic. Non-brand branded search queries. I know it's it's a tongue twister. Don't say it ten times. So branded search queries on Amazon that do not include the Amazon brand. Did I get that right? You got it. That's exactly okay. Right. Yep. So it would be searching for Nikes on Amazon. Exactly. You got it. So um, obviously Google's going to give preference to Nike in those search results, but Amazon shows up somewhere in there, 
and that's where we've seen a lot of the volatility is is in that in that particular uh, set of keywords. Okay. Um, so for the SEOs who are concerned with the algorithm change, what can they do to gain or in some cases regain market share based on what Google's changed? One of the things we're recommending to a lot of our clients is to start leveraging data to understand what forms of content or what content experiences um, had had the best or, or, or most significant gains. All of us as, 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 as SEOs working on a website, we can deploy different types of content experiences and oftentimes reprioritizing certain content experiences can have a really dramatic shift, especially right after one of these algorithm changes that's focused on um, the, the, the page quality and the page content itself. And so that, that's really where, where I think most folks should focus on because the other piece, this, the eat piece, it's really hard to shift that strategy. You're not just going to go from one day having, you know, um, uh, no named outsourced writers producing content for you to the next day having, you know, world known expert writers on your website. That takes a while for that strategy to shift. So what's more in your control is, the the way you publish and the way you, you you create the experience around your content. Okay, let's talk more broadly for a second about just the best practices for managing through updates. You know, sometimes there's an earthquake when you're working in search and the ground beneath you moves. How do you prepare yourself for that, and what do you do when it happens? Um, well, one of the things that's most important is to um, read the situation and start to understand how to communicate around the situation. So, for example, one of the things we've been working on with with a collection of our clients is is helping them prioritize certain statements around what's happened uh, to be as as mindful about the the, the communication during during this time. And then the other thing is, is that oftentimes it's really important for companies to be patient because these changes, they have volatility in both directions. And Google is often correcting, and, and, and Danny Sullivan himself, um, in, in many of his updates, has, has, has mentioned the fact that in, in Danny Sullivan is liaison um, uh, for, uh, between Google and, and, and the, the search public. Uh, he even stated, you know, there's always changes happening and, and they can be broad or even more specific. So sometimes as Google starts with something broad, they might hone in and say, uh, maybe, maybe in this specific category or in these specific, in this specific set of, of topics, this doesn't really make the most sense. So let's maybe correct there. So it's not the end of the world. If your traffic goes down on day one, there's a chance it will organically rebound. But you need to be ready to communicate to your team that there are changes happening and that you're evaluating what they are. Okay. You also mentioned uh, using data to understand earlier, using data to understand what's happening. What are the sources of data that SEOs can look to to understand what has changed in Google's algorithm and how it affects them? So, like one of the things we do a lot of is looking at the winners and losers. So, what winning keywords do we have, and is there any trend behind those keywords? Um, are they categorized in a certain way or structured in a certain way that we need to be aware of? Uh, the other thing is looking at your um, uh, looking at your your competition and understanding the market share and how the market share might be shifting. 
And then diving in and more specifically, again, back to, to back to my previous point, looking at what content experiences are winning within that competitive set. Because typically speaking, even when Google rolls one of these out, one of these changes out, it's not like a website wins um, and every single page wins. It's typically certain types of content within the website win. And that's where you want to hone in on. And that's, that's what you want to highlight to other people in your organization because that's going to help them understand why Google has a particular preference or desire to rank that content or that subsection of the site higher. So essentially your advice is to look broadly at your entire website and try to understand what types of pages have been affected positively or negatively to get a sense of how Google is evaluating not your only your site but also the industry as a whole and you can also look at your competitors to validate that. Exactly. Okay, great. Any last words uh, for everybody out there that's scrambling to try to reconcile the Google updates? Yeah, one 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 piece that I think is is really interesting is how how we as an SEO industry communicate Google updates to to our our teams, our our counterparts, our leadership. I really find it fascinating watching and listening to many of these conversations. And, and seeing SEOs basically regurgitate what is on all of the search blogs or what's being commented by the Google liaisons. And I find that to be a really big missed opportunity because when you regurgitate the stuff that the SEO world talks about, nobody else understands it. And one of the big things that I'm a big advocate of is um, understanding that there is a particular Google change and then providing a, a set of both internal and external data sources that can articulate the story behind what's happened instead of trying to just explain these big concepts like page quality and content quality and, 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 and the way that Google rates these things. That often becomes a very distracting conversation to your partners and leadership in the organization. Instead of focusing on the data points and then the storyline, like we noticed this trend in this directory on this competitor's website and this trend resulted in this outcome after Google's change, that makes a lot more sense to people within your organization than trying to explain to them what Google just did. What YMYL is. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is regurgitating search engine land articles to your CEO is probably not going to get you anywhere. Understanding the trends in your business uh, are probably more important to managing upward and to your cross-functional partners. And with that, I think that's a good place for us to wrap up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the CEO of Search Metrics Inc. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find links to his bio in our show notes, or you can shoot him an SEO related tweet to JT Cooney, that's J T K O E N E, on Twitter. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have any general marketing questions or if you want to talk about podcasting, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. That's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we would be honored for you to leave a review in the Apple iTunes store. It's a great way for us to share our learnings about SEO and content marketing. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers you're looking for are always in the data.